Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hello, everybody, and a happy Thursday. No, it's Wednesday. Today, Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Uh, I hope you are all safe and sound wherever you are. Uh, the end of the world is coming as we know it. One one week it's coronavirus, and the next week it's an earthquake that uh, that strikes Salt Lake City, and I guess other people are feeling the aftershock of it. Here's the thing: is I was driving in Salt Lake while the earthquake was going on on I-15 in the Salt Lake area. I didn't feel a dang thing. I had no idea there was an earthquake until I went to the person's house whom I was visiting to drop some stuff off, and they told me, hey, are you okay? And I said, yeah, why? Well, didn't you feel the earthquake? No. There was an earthquake? And I, I mean, I thought it was like one of like one tiny 1.3 earthquakes or whatever, and obviously it was much bigger than that. 5.7, I believe, is what it was. And uh, and it shook everywhere. Um, in fact, uh, Salt Lake City had closed down their airport at one, airport at one point. They are now reopened. Um, Vimmins Moral Marina had some issues, so they took everybody out of there. Uh, and it's, it's just been one of those days. It's been one of those two weeks. To be, It's been one of those months. Let me ask you something. What felt like a longer month? January or March? Because it's like 50-50 right now for me. It's about 50-50. Uh, <laughs> 9, 9835. Why didn't you open the show by saying, What's shaking, everybody? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, good idea. You know what? That's a good idea. I'm coming back without the five o'clock hour. If I don't say that in the five o'clock hour to open up 9835, I'll make you a deal, 9835. If I don't say that coming up in the five o'clock hour, I will owe you. A free order of crumble cookies. Okay? I'm not even joking. If I don't say that in the 5 o'clock hour to open up, I owe you a box of crumble cookies. I like that. I like that. I love it. Uh, if you want to text into the show, you also can at 435-339-0321. Let's do roll call. Roll call, everybody. Where are you listening? How are you hanging on? Or are you hanging on? Are you doing okay? Are you okay out there? Can you hear me? 435-339-0321. Text in, roll call. Let us know if you're listening and where you're listening from and how you're doing, if you're doing okay. Uh, we'll get through this together, okay? I know it's been kind of a um, chaotic two weeks, really bizarre two weeks to say the least. This adds on to it for the state of Utah. state of Utah has been through just, I mean, Glacier of crap, right? I mean, you have the coronavirus, Rudy Gobert test positive, then Donovan Mitchell test positive, and then now you've got, you know, this earthquake that hits us and um, taking us off guard just a tad bit. Take a deep breath, okay? Don't run. In fact, I'm not even joking. I saw a photo on, uh, on Twitter of this person filling up a tub of gasoline in the tub to save for. Don't do that. We are okay. We're going to be fine. We're going to make it through. I promise. Okay? Everyone's going to be all right. Just take a deep breath. Sit down. Relax. Turn me on on the radio. Wait. Hold on. 
Wait. Turn on your radio dial. There we go. That sounds better. Yeah. Turn on your... What are you laughing at, Gabby? Turn on your radio dial. It's okay. I'm here. Daddy is here. Okay. Uh, We've got a lot to get through and a lot to uh, cover. Tony Jones will join us at 5 o'clock. He's been through... You want to talk about a hellacious week. That guy in Oklahoma City had the experience that very few will have. Um, I guess as an NBA beat writer. Uh, and he'll share that with us. He'll share his thoughts on the NBA. Where do they go from here? When they resume play, how will they resume? And Tony has his own, uh, ears close to the tracks when it comes to the NBA. So he'll be uh, kind of give us the lowdown and everything going on. Eric Franson will be here shortly. He's taking care of some other things. Uh, and then tomorrow, we are hoping, and I believe we're still planning on having Bob Sochi of the New England Patriots. He'll join us uh, to talk about the Patriots situation where Tom Brady has left officially, uh, well, I guess officially, unofficially officially, if you will, will be joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where, by the way, they're looking to acquire one more great receiver, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, and then you have a bunch of other stuff going on. In NFL. Like, NFL right now is saving the door for the sports world. Like, I know NBA's giving out a free thing of league pass, to watch all the regular season games that have happened so far this season. But NFL, with the free agency being the way it is, has definitely saved the sports world. And so, thank you, NFL. We'll get into all the free agency stuff here in just a little bit. Again, if you want to join the show, you absolutely can do so by texting in at 435-339-0321. Uh, let us know how you're doing. If you're all right, where you're hanging on, how you hanging on, if you're making it through. Love to hear from you. All right, uh, a lot, as I already said, a lot to get through uh, in the sports, uh, things going on. Uh, there are reports, by the way, that Tom Brady, okay, who is going to be playing for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the quarterback, of course, wants to bring Antonio Brown to his new team to play with him in 2020. Now, if that happens, then we also have a situation where it might be sidelined for a while. Why? Because Michael McCann of uh, the Sports Illustrated. He's a legal analyst. He reports that Brown still faces a potentially long suspension if and when he rejoins the NFL because he's accused of sexual assault in a lawsuit and was recently charged with felony burglary. Excuse me, burglary. Don't, how do you say it? Burglary. Is that right? Sure. (laughs) I don't don't know. Felony burglary. There we go. Stop. I, <laughs> I don't. Where's Eric don't when you need him? Uh, with <laughs> By the way, with battery included, so he could be in some serious, serious trouble. Uh, so they're still trying to pan that whole thing out. But if he does go there, you got O.J. Howard and you've got Antonio Brown. You got Mike Evans. But again, the problem is this. You don't have an offensive line. Your defense is it's okay. But it's not going to get you to the playoffs. Here's the other crazy thing, that as Tom Brady, as a starting quarterback, has missed the playoffs once, 2002 after making the Super Bowl in 2001, he, uh, his team went 10-6, and six, I believe, and they missed the playoffs. Other deals going on right now, there's a bunch of them too that have already occurred today in and of itself. Uh, Anthony Brown, by the way. Could be returning to, or is returning to the Cowboys on a three-year deal. Speaking of Dallas Cowboys, we didn't get to this yesterday. Jason Witten is headed to Dallas. How about that? On a one-year deal, 
I believe it's a one-year deal. Let me make sure this is right, though. Still looking. Still looking. That's uh, not there. Uh, as soon as I find it. But, yeah. Uh, Jason Witten is headed to... Not the Dallas Cowboys. Forgive me. The Las Vegas Raiders. That's my bad. Uh, headed to the Las Vegas Raiders. It's a big deal for them. Las Vegas with a good tight end for Derek Carr. A good receiving course. Las Vegas could be a another team in the AFC finally starting to get it. Finally starting to catch up with the rest of the AFC. It's taken a while, but they can get there. Um, Cowboys also agreed to sign Sean Lee. Uh, and then they've also signed... One more defensive back, if I can find it. I've just lost it again already. Uh, by the way, Panthers have released uh, veteran safety Eric Reed. That's a big one, so he'll be available. Cam Newton is uh, also available for free agency. Nick Foles, here's, here's one from today. Nick Foles uh, has been acquired from the Chicago Bears, courtesy of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and a fourth-round pick. That is uh, That's spicy stuff right there. And then, of course... Uh, the Saints are nearing a, deal, uh, nearing a deal with Malcolm Jenkins. The Patriots have now seen Deron Harmon and uh, an offensive lineman go, uh, and so they're actually they're, they've lost they've lost a ton of people so far. Um, I just got a text from 0549. I'll take that bet on the Buccaneers making playoff for lunch at Tuna for takeout. I'll take that bet. I'll absolutely take that bet. The Buccaneers will not make the playoffs in the NFC. I think I've already made a deal with that guy for lunch, and I think I lost too, so I probably owe him. So maybe we'll go double or nothing. Uh, Sean Davis, former Steelers uh, safety. Sean Davis has agreed to terms with the Redsk or, yeah, Redskins. Sources say that uh, ex-Broncos Chris Harris, the physical cornerback, has agreed to a deal with the Chargers. The Chargers are getting better with this free agency, by the way. They are getting much better, and the draft hasn't even been here yet. The Chargers are going to be another good team in the AFC. Uh, other deals going on. Jets have uh, re-signed and re-upped with Brian Poole, uh, the cornerback for the Jets. And then, of course, Ravens tack two more years on with their punter, Sam Koch. Saints are nearing a deal with their safety, Malcolm Jenkins, as we've already mentioned. Uh, and the Lions have traded for Patriots safety, Bedron Harmon. Uh, and in return, the Patriots, in fact, they haven't announced what they get back. Nothing as of yet. They haven't announced it, so they're probably still working on that deal. Uh, Danny Shelton, former Patriots offensive or sweet defensive lineman, is going to uh, Detroit. So that's like the third player from. By the way, that's the third player from New England that's going to be in Detroit. Damian Adola's another one, and they took a defensive lineman as well earlier. So, uh, not not good. Not great, Bob. Uh, Lions are releasing Devin Kennard. And they've added former Patriots linebacker Jamie Collins. That's who it is. So, Lions have got Amendola, Jamie Collins, and Deron Harmon. They're going to be the Detroit Patriots. Uh, Cowboys uh, agreed to a deal with Sean Lee. And the Bengals have agreed to terms with Trey Waynes. And Steelers have grabbed fullback Derek Watts. Yes, brother of TJ and JJ Watts. Same guy. As you heard yesterday, Giants have got uh, a deal with uh, Kyler Fackrell, former Utah State Aggie. So a lot of deals going on here in free agency in the NFL. 
a lot to still get through. There's still a ton to track through. And remember, the draft is still in April. How does that affect other teams? Why, right? Where do they where do they go after if they know they can get a safety in the first round for a much cheaper price? Again, biggest deal of the day, Nick Foles, former Super Bowl hero, is going to be headed to Chicago. Chicago is, and that's another interesting interesting situation uh, with the fact that they have Mitch Trubisky. What do you do with Mitch Trubisky? And then, by the way, for the Jaguars... They'll have to absorb the $18.75 million in dead money in 2020, and that's just after cutting Blake Bortles last March. So they will have played, and I'm not even joking when I say this, they will have paid $35.25 million in dead money over the past two offseasons involving two quarterbacks. So with Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles in a quarterback competition, and remember, Trubisky finished the 19th season, 28th in total in quarterback rating, 39.4. Tied for 27th in touchdown passes with 17. 21st in passing yards with 3,138. 32nd in yards gained per pass attempt uh, with 6.1. And 28th in traditional quarterback rating at 83. Uh, he had surgery in January to repair a partially torn labrum in his left shoulder. Um, he is expected to be ready when chaining... Training camp opens in July. Do you bet on Trubisky for another year, or do you say this isn't working? Uh, 0549 says, well, remember that Fools played for all their offensive coaches. True, yes, uh, with uh, Nagy, Matt Nagy. But again, you're talking about Chicago in a division where it holds Green Bay. And, and the and the hard thing is is for the Bears to get over Green Bay. Your offense is not great. Your defense is good. Your offense is not. I can't tell you how many games the defense has lost because of the offense or the defense has won because of the defense. I don't like the deal that Nick Foles... Well, excuse me, that Nick Foles is there with Mitchell Trubisky. Get rid of Trubisky and try to get something out of it. If Trubisky is healthy, you can get something valuable. I don't know how, I mean, not a first rounder, but crazy enough to say he could play a backup to a second, to another team, and you can maybe get a couple of second picks. Maybe. At least one second. Maybe a two and a three. But again, I'm saying that with also paraphrasing that Nick Foles, or I mean putting the disclaimer that Nick Foles is definitely not the answer in Chicago. He got away with it with the Eagles because the NFC East was so bad. So horrible. He got away with it then. Don't know if he'll get away with it now, though. Not in the end not with the uh NFC North. It's too tough. It's too much to ask for. 
the NCAA men's basketball, they've released their rankings today. Let's uh, let's go through those. This is after a abrupt ending to the season where there was no NCAA tournament. And so based off of that, this is what the rankings look like here in men's college basketball. Uh, Kansas, Gonzaga, Dayton, Florida State, and Baylor go one through five. Again, this is in the AP part portion of the poll. Kansas, Gonzaga, Dayton, and Florida State, and Baylor are one through five. And then San Diego State finishes at six. Creighton, seven. Kentucky, eight. Michigan State, nine. And Villanova, ten. Despite Villanova going 24 and seven. San Diego State, 30 and two, and finishes at six. Behind a 26 and four Baylor. And a 26-5 Florida State. At 30-2, they finished 6. BYU finished at 18th in the AP poll. And Utah State got votes. And they finished 30th. Yeah, 30th with 36 votes. And Utah Utes actually got a vote too, which is really surprising to me. Utah got one vote in the poll. Um, to cap off from 20 to 25, it was Auburn, Illinois, Houston, Butler, West Virginia, and Iowa. And a lot of people had West Virginia and Utah State facing each other in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And then in the coaches' poll, it was Kansas, Gonzaga, Dayton, Baylor, and Florida State. So just swap Baylor and Florida State from the AP poll, and that's the difference there. San Diego State once again finishes at 6th. Kentucky, Duke, and Creighton. Or 789 Villanova rounds out the top 10. Uh, BYU finished 16th in the coaches' poll. Utah State was a little bit further down at 33 in the coaches' poll. Make sure it's 6, 7, 8, 9, 1, 2, 3, 4. Sorry, 34th in the coaches' poll. They had five votes getting in. So not as near as generous as the AP poll. So BYU was at 16, San Diego State was 6, or Utah State was at 34th. I wonder what this poll would have looked like different after the after the NCAA tournament if it would have happened. Is Dayton still a 3? Do they lose an opening round game? Get knocked out and fall deeper? I mean, did Utah State win a couple of games? Do they jump into the top 25 after the tournament? I think all of this is different. All of it is different when you would look at it. I, yeah, none of this would look the same. I could tell you right now, Gonzaga would not be two. Dayton definitely would not be three. Those two would drop. Florida State would drop. Baylor would drop. Sango State might rise a spot. But Kentucky, Michigan State, and Duke would make big jumps. That's the problem, is and that, and that's why I agree why they didn't why they didn't do the the um, the seeding or at least announce the seeds and and where teams would have played if the NCAA tournament would have happened because it would have kind of faulted the AP people. Everyone everyone would have said, well, look at what the committee would have put them as as a seed. Why do you think they would have been a? Why do you have them as a sixth in the country? If they're a number two seed in Sacramento, they would have they would have done this and this and this. Too much projection, not enough realism. All right, going to take a break. Coming back, we'll talk some more NFL free agency. We'll also have our stat, our player, and our movie quiz. 
Uh, and then Tony Jones will join us at 5 o'clock. It's all coming up on the Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. You know, I was just talking with Gabby, the intern, who's here in the studio with us. And and Gabby, you're being extremely nice. But, like, with this coronavirus situation that has wiped out sports, it is extremely hard to find topics. Like, I am searching, and I'm like, oh, we could talk NFL free agency, but what if... What have you already, because as a media guy or as a radio analyst or per, sports personality, whatever you want to call it, you try to find something that everybody else hasn't hit, right? You try to find a rock in the sand that nobody else has picked up that you can throw into the ocean and skip along. That is really hard to do when NFL free agency is the only thing going on. So it, so it's a prelude to this. Um Tomorrow, I am solo. And now we'll have, like I said, uh, as far as I know right now, Bob Soshi, radio play-by-play guy of the New England Patriots, will join us to talk Patriots football and their situation and circumstance without Tom Brady for the first time in 20 years. But we also have, we want to play a couple other interviews from our past. Um, and I want to know from our listeners, is there an interview you want to hear again that you, that you want to hear again from us? Uh, there's Stu Morrill, there's Con Smith, we had Steve Hansen, our Mountain Crest head baseball coach on yesterday, uh, Coach Anderson, I could, we could play again, uh, we have all this stuff that, bunch of interviews from the past that we could play for you, uh, we have one from the Wall Street Journal, the gal who, uh, Laura Higgins, who wrote the, uh, article on the, uh, Shot Tracker Basketball. So I'd love to hear from you if there's an interview you want to hear from or if there's a local personality that you want to hear from as well. Uh, 435-339-0321. Who do you want to hear from or is there an interview tomorrow that you would like to hear or have us re-air? Because going solo for uh, the second week of the coronavirus wiping out sports is really, really tough to do. I am not calling Coward. As much as I wish I was, I'm not. So that's uh, that's kind of where we're at, as Drake would say, in our feelings. All right, uh, as I said, Gabby interns in the studio with us. Adam is actually gone for the rest of the week because he's got school work. That's what he told me. But the way he told me, I'm like, yeah, you just don't want to come in. Agree or disagree? Yeah, he just doesn't want to come yeah, in. Yeah, there's no way. There, he Because the way he told me, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to come in. I, I got school work. Well, I mean, that's fair, though, because we don't want to be here either, but we are. You don't want to be here? You don't want to be here. Don't lie. I love, no, I love talking to my listeners, <laughs> just when I have something to talk about. Just when about. you have something to talk about, and at the moment, you don't really. <laughs> that was blunt. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, uh, you're a baseball gal, right? Yes, Do I you am. miss it? Of course I do. Who's your team? I don't know. Do you have a player? No. Like, I mean, you don't have a player. Like, who's the most handsome player you watch? I, <laughs> I'm sure there's a few, but <laughs> I don't know. When did you get into baseball? 
I've always done baseball. Really? Yeah, I grew up watching it. Just grew up at the ball field. What ball field? The, like the Little League Park? Well, I'm Logan. I <laughs> don't. Don't laugh. <laughs> no, I'm, okay, that's true. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Okay. They were good. They were good at one point. Yes, at one point they were really good. In yeah. fact, I remember, uh, I, should, I should have brought this up with Coach Hanson, we, we went the rounds with those guys all the time. Logan was always a good baseball team. Uh, obviously not as much anymore, but were a good baseball team. Yeah, they team. were way good. Uh, so, did you play softball? Yeah, I did. What, what, you did? Yeah, just like when I was little. What position? Um, all of them. Why are you? I was mainly the catcher and the pitcher. You were a pitcher? Yeah. Oh, we should have like a day where you, like, you should just throw like the rise ball at me. See if I can hit it. Okay. I'd probably strike out. Knowing me. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, 0549 just texts in. I really like that Gabby stands up to you. She's great. Thanks. <laughs> Don't give her any more edge than she already has. Uh, joining me now, along with Gabby the intern, Eric France and my co-host. Hi, guys. Why did you walk out and look at our on-air sign? Well, for some reason, when I walked in, it didn't look like it was on. And, but you were talking, so. But, what? But it's on. We're good. We're on air, Eric. Yeah. Oh, good. Are you okay? We're yeah, on air. Good. Sorry, I'm tardy. Oh, I'm used to it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm used to it. So is Gabby. Uh, it's just, you know, one of those news days. Yeah, it's been one of those days, hasn't it, for all of us. Gabby, did you feel the earthquake? No, no, I was sleeping. What, <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Just gentle rocking. <laughs> no, I didn't even, didn't even notice. They had to tell me. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, wait, was anything knocked over in your house? No. Nope. See, I didn't even... I was in Salt Lake. And by the way, Eric, accord, despite your reports of me not being in Salt... I was in Salt Lake when it was happening. I was there. Okay. You said it like, when, no, it was earlier. When I was like, no, I was there. I looked at it, and yes, I was there. I was in Salt Lake. You were there during the aftershocks. No, I was there during the earthquake. Well, you said you were in Salt Lake at like 7.50. What time did the earthquake hit? 7.09. Are you sure? Yep. Um, no, I'm. I, it's like 7.30. Let's see. I left to Salt Lake. I texted the guy. I'm not going to tell you who I texted because I don't want you knowing who I went and visited. Let's see. You, you're going interviewing for jobs, weren't you? Yeah, it's like 7. Yeah, it's at 7.50. <laughs> yep, you're right. Uh, are you sure? Because there was no report of what... I can't find the report, but yeah, it was like... Quake was reported to have occurred at 7.09 a.m. near Magna, according to the University of Utah Seismograph Station. I didn't, Okay, so I was still on I-15. I didn't feel a dang thing. Well, okay. It's crazy. Like, it was like a 5.7 earthquake. I didn't feel anything. It depends on where you were. I was uh, going 85. There, I saw some uh, reports of people who were in their cars when it happened. And they said it was like wobbling and they were freaking out. And they had to pull over. But I guess it depends on how close you are to the epicenter of everything that was going on. But So we had the earthquake. We've got coronavirus. we got the confirmed cases in Cache Valley. we got changes to, you know, you can't dine in at a restaurant anymore. So thankfully... 
Our, our company's been proactive and working with other proactive people. We came up with a, a new cool website to highlight uh, local dining options. I'll talk about that. Uh, so that's that's what I was just doing. That's why I was a little tardy. Uh, just the site just went live this afternoon. Uh, CashValleyRestaurantDelivery.com, by the way. Uh, interesting news story there. And then uh, USU canceling commencement. That's just happening this afternoon as well. So, yeah, it's been kind of a crazy day. Uh, <laughs> this is courtesy of CBS News. Uh, a young man in Miami named Brady Sluter. Brady, welcome to the world. If I get corona, I get corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. About two months we've had this trip planned. Two, three months. So we're just out here having a good time. Whatever happens, happens. Like, it's really messing up with my spring break. What is there to do here other than go to the bars or the beach and they're closing all of it? It's really messing up. I think they're blowing it way out of proportion. I think it's doing way too much. Wow. Uh, we're all doomed. That's the future of Hello. our country. But what's, what's disappointing, what's frustrating a lot of health officials is that millennials are the least likely to get sick, but among the most likely to carry it oh, yeah. from place to place. Yeah. And so to hear stuff like that is really disheartening. Man, we are on a roll. Gabby, did you have any fun plans for spring? Because your spring break is what, in two weeks? Yeah, something like that. But well, no, I wasn't going to do anything. Oh, you weren't going to go anywhere? No. Oh. Well, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, because it would have been canceled anyway. Yeah, it would have been so. canceled anyway. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> wow. This is crazy. Like, I don't, like, I don't even know what to tell you anymore. Like, I mean, if I, the coronavirus is one thing, sure. But then, like, to have the third biggest, was it the third biggest earthquake in state history? Is that right, Eric? It's a, I think uh, I read something like that. I don't know that I've seen that. Yeah, it was like one. It was it was the third or fourth biggest earthquake in state history to hit us. Biggest in almost thirty years. That's for sure. What did we do wrong here in Utah? <laughs> who did we make mad? And who blamed Rudy Gobert? Did, did uh, Walsh come out and blame Rudy? Goodness. Hey, sakes. Rudy, it's your fault. That we had an earthquake. Hey, what did you think about the reporting from Walsh when the Nets were announced that they had three people who were tested for corona, but he didn't announce the players' names? He kept that out. Is that make you? It made me feel just angry because I felt like he had an agenda with the first one. He's like, "Oh, I'm going to attack Rudy because I can get clicks and likes and attention." And every time he reported on it, it was about mentioning how Rudy was careless in his actions. Exactly. So, for example, in Oklahoma City, they all tested and they were all negative. Adrian Wojnarowski's tweet was, "They had played against the U. They're about to play against Utah Jazz, even though Rudy Gobert wasn't on the court." Like, dude, enough's enough already. Right? Yeah. It, There's it, an agenda, man. It, we're gonna know more, hear more about that next hour. Yeah. By the way, Tony Jones, who was a great writer for the Athletic. At one time, he wrote for the Salt Lake Tribune. He used to cover the Aggies, and then he moved to the Utes, and then he moved to the Jazz, uh, and he's still covering the Jazz. It's time for the Athletic, but he'll be joining us next hour to talk about that drama. Uh, is it uh, being overblown, or is there really something to it, and what's the way forward for the Utah Jazz? And uh, how is he spending his days in a self-imposed quarantine? Let me ask you something. With no sports, in fact, this is to you and all our listeners, both of you actually, 
435-339-0321 is how you can text in. If there is one game that you'd want ESPN to show you as a throwback game of any sport, any game, what game would that be? If I could watch one game? Yeah, if they're going to let, if they say, hey, ESPN's going to go to you. Eric, we will put on one game for you to watch. What game would you want to watch? Of any sport, any team, any game. Western Conference Finals, Utah Jazz versus the Houston uh, Rockets. John Stockton hits the game-winning shot of the buzzer. You can find that on YouTube. The whole game itself. I, so what am I, what's my criteria supposed to be then? Okay, fine. That works. I thought you just said, what okay, one game okay, okay, would you I like did. to watch? Okay, yeah, sure, I did. Fine, fine, you win. <laughs> no, what game that cannot currently be found on any internet provider or archive service <laughs> that you can't already access would you like to see at some future undetermined okay, point in time? I'm sorry. Jeez. <laughs> just a lot of qualifications there. Hey, by the way, the Jazz tonight are going to be shown on AT&T Sportsnet. Uh, the re-airing of the 2017 overtime win against the Trailblazers. Yeah, you're gonna, you're seeing you're going to see more and more and more of this. Uh, you're already seeing it on ESPN, yeah. but other networks are going to be doing it as well. Re-airing old things. Uh, ESPN's trying to work out deals with like CBS to show uh, former NCAA tournament games. See, that'd be cool, because, which they don't currently have the rights to. Yeah. That's the CBS and Turner Sports thing. Uh, I don't know where that currently stands, but it's it's affecting a lot of different people. Like uh, Fox Sports One, FS One, they uh, because of reduced staff and everything like that. They're like the the a lot of the shows they had in the middle of the day were just TV versions of their radio shows, and those guys are going just bare bones, just strictly radio, and then the TV shows like off. So it's been I feel bad for those guys that have to try to figure that out, but. All that being said, NFL is the saving grace right now in sports media. Yep, absolutely is. Gabby, is there a game that you'd want to watch? I don't know. I don't know. What? Good answer. Don't, no, don't that's fine. give me that look. I'm not giving you a look. I'm if just baseball, Eric, hockey. He because Eric yelled at me. the wrong one, apparently. No, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to even go <laughs> there. I ain't playing with this I game. I don't want to go there. Uh, so, for me, it'd be the 2006 AFC Divisional game of the Patriots and Chargers in San Diego. Okay, why? Because that was one of Brady's really like fun comeback games. Like he had a horrible first half, horrible first half, and then was just sizzling in the second half. And the fact that they uh, he came back, they were down by ten or eleven, um, and they got it back, and then they uh, they ended up winning twenty four twenty one on a game winning field goal from Ghost, uh, with no time left on the clock, and I just, and the fact that I hate the Chargers. And it was like Tom Brady's best, one of his best playoff games, second half wise. I put that one in the twenty-eight-three Super Bowl versus Atlanta, probably at the top. But I, and and by the way, I loved watching Tom Brady's footwork and his throwing motion. It sounds weird to say, but I loved watching it in 06, 07. It was some of his best work. Incredible. Uh, for, what about you, listeners? Four three five three three nine zero three two one. What's one game? Any team, any any sport that you'd want to watch on ESPN, if they gave you one game, let's hear it. And I won't yell at you, okay? Like I yelled at Eric. I will not yell Ooh, at you. You know another one that would be good? Huh. 
This was regular season. It wasn't playoffs. That's all right. Uh, I believe it was a triple overtime. Jazz versus the Bulls. Uh, I was there in person, so I'd like to see it on TV. But this was back in... Is this uh, like in 92? Uh, ish, yeah. Jeff Malone was on the team. Is this when Michael Jordan got, like, there's a controversial call or no? Oh, yeah. There was, okay. Yeah, he, he pulled up and hit, like, a crazy half-court shot yeah, during yeah. part of it. That was a wild, wild game. Did the Jazz win that? Yeah, they did. They did? They did. I remember I could not speak the next day. My I, my voice was gone. <laughs> we were uh, screaming so loud. That's a good one. Um, Another really good game. There's a couple of them, but Schilling's game six with the bloody sock. Or is it game oh. seven with the bloody sock? Game six? I think it was game it was six. six. It was game six versus the Yankees to get it to tie the series in the ALCS to go to seven games in 04. That's another game I'd love to see. Um, man, I could do this for a while now. Uh, I'd love to see the Michigan State Appalachian State upset in 07. And then I'd love to see the Utah-Alabama Sugar Bowl in 08. Ooh, good one. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Utah State football? Would there be a Utah State football game that you would oh. salivate over to watch one more time? Okay, okay. Yeah, okay, we do this. Uh, <laughs> you know, as heartbreaking as it is, the Auburn-Utah State game I could, I could, work, I could see again. Mm. Given them all they did at War Eagle Stadium was awesome. Awesome. Seeing that sold-out crowd just be silent for three and a half quarters, almost majority of four quarters, was nuts. You and I were actually sitting in the conference room watching that game together. Um, that's a good one. What about... Uh, I think I'd get too frustrated in those that final you? couple of drives. I don't think I could watch that again. Okay, what about you? Aggie football game. Oh, man. Um, probably one just if what year was it? Just a few years ago, Utah State beat BYU in Provo, won the the wagon wheel. First time it happened in a long time. Oh, two years? Wait, oh wait, one at Provo the first time. Yeah, when was that? About four years ago. And that's because like Taysom Hill got injured, right? Well, that was the the, the Nick Vigil game when he was a running back. That oh game. yeah, okay. Yeah, he surprised everybody. Came in at running back, and they just could not stop him. That was a ama- that was an amazing game. Do you know what? If I remember right, when Vigil went in to play running back, I think Al Lewis was so calm. Like, he just said it so casually. Vigil comes in. He's going to play running back here behind the. And I'm like, wait, what? And he just kept calling the play. I, I, everyone was kind of like, wait, wait, who is that? And Al was just so cool and casual with it. It was kind of cool. Um. That's a good one. Okay, Utah State basketball. Oh, man. Uh, I would have to say, whew, that's a good one. I'd probably say the game where uh, Utah State was in the whack and they were playing Nevada, who was ranked in the top 25, ah. and uh, they beat them in Logan. If I, remember, I don't think I've ever been in an environment that was so loud. That's what, see, I was about to say, I think someone told me that they felt like the arena, like the spectrum was shaking. It That was... That was intense. I mean, I've been to some pretty crazy jazz playoff games, like yeah. that triple overtime game, yeah. which wasn't a playoff game, but it was nuts. But I don't think I've been in an environment quite like that since. Uh, 9315 says, when we beat up on Boise State at home. Ooh, that was a good one. 
the five turnovers before the in the first half. Oh yeah, that was at home, huh? That was nuts. That was crazy. That was unreal. Did we have like two pick sixes, or did we only have one? I felt like we had two. Uh, there was a lot that was going on <laughs> that game. There was like a punt return. There was a, a bunch of interceptions. That was a good one. Uh, always seems to feel better when it's against a rival, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, against rival, definitely. What about the... I'm trying to think of another game. Uh, let's do... If, if For basketball, at least. For Utah State basketball. I'm going to eliminate this past year. I'm going to eliminate the year before. 0549 says UNLV... Let's see here. UNLV double overtime. Oh, that's probably going back... Was that Conn back in Smith? the? Uh, yeah, that you, you, I'm assuming that'd be going back a little ways. Is that when we won and got in the fight? And they got in that huge brawl. Oh five four nine, help me out here. I think is that the game where we got in the? I want to say that's the game we got in the brawl. Those are some great battles as well. Back in the uh, early '90s, might have been. I think Con Smith was the coach though, and they beat him. They upset Tarkanian and the, and the Red and Rebels. You know what a game that I always really enjoyed? Utah, North Carolina, Final Four. Mm. Britton John, like Britton Johnson was a freshman. They weren't even supposed to be there in the first place. No. They're playing Antoine Jameson, Vince Carter. Uh, I can't remember the point guard. He was a beast. Oh, by the way, uh, it was in 86, UNLV, oh, UL, USU. That's right. So it was before I was even born. Uh but this this North Carolina team was absolutely stacked. Yeah, Andre Miller. Andre Miller was the point guard. Yeah, and then we had Britton Johnson, who was a freshman. Keith Van Horn. Oh no, he kept, Keith Van Horn wasn't. No, on the he team. had left. It was uh, Doliak. Doliak, and then they had like the Mata kid who ended up Alex playing for the Jensen. Magic. Alex Jensen was a senior that year, and this this no name Utes team went over there and beat up on what was supposed to be it was supposed to be Kentucky North Carolina in the championship game. Kentucky won their side. But then Utah beat North Carolina and it just PO'd everybody except for the state of Utah. Like, and it was just this place was wild for. I mean, even here, I'm gonna be honest. Even here in the valley, people wanted were supporting Ute basketball. Oh yeah, I saw that all over the place. I I, I saw people who were non Utah fans cheering for Utah. That's good and some people though who are less educated, are like, oh, it's the Utes. We should hate the Utes. No, not no, in that situation. Come on, this is oh, cool. this is a big this deal. Was awesome. We had all this attention because this. I don't know how to phrase this, but this five team, these five guys, <laughs> four guys who were white, shouldn't even have been on the court with Antoine Jameson or Vince Carter. I can't remember their point guard, but he was really athletic. But that team was loaded, and Utah smacked them around. They beat up Arizona by like twenty one. And then beat up on North Carolina, and then had a lead late versus Kentucky and lost. I think they had like a six point lead with like eight minutes left and lost that game. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, we're gonna take a break. Coming back, we'll wrap up the first hour and uh, get you ready for some of the second hour stuff. But first, this week in the NFL interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, one hundred six nine FM, thirteen ninety AM. The Fan. So full court press 106 on FM 1390 AM the fan 106 on FM the 106onthefan.com. You can also stream our shows on our podcast platform, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. Just type in the full court press. Eric Zimmer, my name. 
Uh, I just got another text. Gabby's became like the the caped hero. Not all not all heroes wear capes. I just got another text. So you just called her a caped hero, and then you said she doesn't wear a cape. Okay, I I, I have to rephrase it. I'm sorry. Very she confused. A, she wears a coat. She doesn't wear a cape. She wears a coat. The text told me that I uh, I'm glad Gabby sticks up to you or stands up to you. That she's not afraid of you. Neither am I. Well, good for you. I'm happy for you. Six seven four three. Congratulations. You should be terrified of me though. Uh, Eric, do you remember? I don't know if we have time. No, we don't. The the Jazz thirty six point comeback. This was at the Delta Center when it was the Delta Center uh, in nineteen ninety six. The year they went to the finals. They're playing Denver. They're down seventy to thirty six. It's going into half. They come back and they just whip up on the Nuggets and come back and win that game. I don't remember that one. I was kind of oh, out gone. of the area, but I do remember there were there were numerous times with the Carl Malone and John Stockton led Jazz squads that uh, if they weren't feeling it early in the game, sometimes they just lay out and just allow themselves to get blown out by thirty five, forty points. <laughs> it even happened in the playoffs yeah, once. It did. A yeah, couple I guess times, the Bulls actually. Against the Bulls in the finals. It was, at the time, the biggest marginal difference in an NBA Finals game. The Bulls just whipped them. Yeah, it's almost like they decided in the first quarter, yeah, you know, I don't think I got it today. No, I just don't. Let's just get them next time. Now, let's rephrase that. Stockton and Malone were not two of those guys. Everyone else was. You're going to tell me Stockton didn't feel like he didn't want to play? No, I, I don't think Stockton was one of those guys. I think sometimes Malone... It was r- it was every it was rare it was not yeah. regular because he was usually fight through a lot of different things but every now and then he would just kind of like ah, you know what it's just not happening today. you know what a game that I also really wish I could see again you remember Weber State North Carolina in the NCAA tournament ooh good one that would be a game I, I'd love I didn't to see. watch that one I was in the car and I listened to it it was fascinating that was incredible. Uh, what was the point guard's name? Arsenault. Oh, there it is. Yeah, because uh, I can't remember who the play-by-play guy was at the time, but man, he was rhyming all over the place. Here comes the show. Harold <laughs> Arsenault. Here we go. Like, back oh, to boy. Dude, back-to-back years, North Carolina lost to a Utah team. Oh, that's right. Weber State the first time, and then Utah the second time. Yep. And then, <laughs> yeah, that was nuts. That was incredible. And three years in a row, was it three years in a row? My, no, I guess it was three out of four years that Utah team had a story because we were State beat North Carolina, Utah was in the Final Four, and then two years later, Utah State beat Ohio State as a 12-5 seed game. So. Stop this. You're making me miss the NCAA tournament. I know. All right, the second hour be coming starting up. starting tomorrow. Starting Tony well, Jones of the Athletic. Last night. He'll be here. The Super Bowl. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. It's kind of fitting to see the NFL have the week to itself for free agency because off-season personnel moves have become a sport under themselves in recent years. There's something about sports fans' minds that we're often more interested in the future than the present. It's not who's on the team right now, it's who could be coming in to save the day. It's kind of like the mentality of fantasy sports. Who doesn't love team building? And for franchises that don't normally win, this is the most hopeful time of the year. Teams can turn around 
around quickly in the NFL. The right acquisitions or the right draft picks can make all the difference in the world. Some of the moves we see this week could come back to play a major role in the postseason. Some other moves could put team in a salary cap purgatory for years to come. With no games to watch, we'll probably overanalyze all of this. That's the reality of modern sports. And with everything going on in the world, it's a welcome distraction, I think, for everybody. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. 